This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to Orlando area or Disney Resort free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. Book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com and Mickey Monthly, the Disney fans' monthly subscription box. Visit them at MickeyMonthly.com. If you can't visit the parks, have the parks sent to you. And by MousePros.com. Let these Disney travel specialists help plan your next Disney vacation. MousePros.com offers free concierge service to help guide you every step of the way in planning your perfect Disney vacation. Let them sweat the details so you can focus on the fun. Visit MousePros.com for a free no-obligation quote. Ask for Tiki Bird Sean or any of our friendly agents. And now, on with the show! Ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. I'm Matt. I'm Scott. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip or a citrus roll, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 183 for the week of April 23rd, 2017. This week, we are excited to have back in the Tiki Hut, Mike McKee from Delta Ray. And new to the hut is renowned, Grammy-nominated, and multi-award-winning drummer, Dale Baker. So welcome, guys, to the Tiki Hut. Hey, hey, thanks for having us. Oh, you're welcome. Here. Mike, we're so happy to have you back on. And, and the last time we had you on was before you guys performed at Epcot. So um, I know that went well for you. <laughs> yes, it did. And uh, it, was not a, it was not a drag. Right. So <laughs> what was that experience like with everybody there? Uh, man, it was really incredible. Uh, you know, getting to play and see a bunch of behind the scenes stuff at the park was pretty great but my favorite was we got to go to a magic kingdom during the extra magic hours so it's right. nice and late and the park was pretty empty and seeing my bandmates frolic around because it was <laughs> a lot of their they hadn't been either you know since they were kids or maybe first time total and uh, getting to see them having a, a great time was was so much fun for me awesome and it was my first time staying on property oh really yeah, oh, nice. that's a game changer. I'm ruined now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's it is a lot of fun when you can stay on property because you don't have to worry about go. I mean, you don't have to worry about getting anywhere else except on the bus. It's easy to get yeah. around. Uh huh. You, you can um, indulge a little bit more. Yep. It's just uh, you're just in the bubble, which is nice. Yeah, and the extra magic hours was, right. was great. We stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Did they give you magic nice. bands too? Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. They they took real good care of us and and. Um, we had an extra day after our last show. We had a, a buffer day, and my wife and I did Epcot for about fourteen hours. Wow! Oh wow! That, That's so which is that the first time I did a full Epcot day? That was terrific. And that was food and wine too, right? It was food and wine. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, <laughs> there's another word for it: um, wine and I forget what I forget. I forget what it is, but. Just, Beer, yeah, wine. <laughs> just like it's just booze, basically. Yeah, we, that's kind of the route we took, right? <laughs> yeah, it was terrific. We had awesome. so much fun. And Dale, this is really exciting. This is the first time you've been on the on the show, so welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. This is this is a lot of fun. Yeah. So what's really cool um, about you is one, you were the drummer for uh, Sixpence, None the Richer. So a lot of people might be familiar with that name pretty popular band back in the 90s um and and they're still and they're still kicking around so that that is cool but you've also done work for disney as well so why don't you tell us a little bit about that and a little bit about your love of disney yeah that's true uh so um yeah a lot of people don't know the name sixpence but they know kiss me and there she goes the songs that were the big singles but um but yeah i've been a big fan of disney for years and i always wanted to go to california to see disneyland when I was a kid, never got there. Uh, and then uh, in college, uh, they uh, they they came through and did auditions for the uh, All American College Marching Band. And, uh, and I thought, man, that sounds so like so much fun. So uh, I put together an audition and got hired to be in the the marching band for one summer. 
and uh, literally left my mark on Disney World. <laughs> uh, we can get into that story if you want to, but sure, guys. Uh, sure. Uh, but then I was hired. They, I, I guess, I did such a good job there. They hired me for for another year, so I came down a second summer uh, to be the assistant director of the All American College Marching Band, and um, and that was probably best summer ever because I was in a position of. Uh, uh, leadership and I could sort of uh, create curriculums or create you know uh, opportunities for the band to go explore parts of the park right. um, so it was, it was kind of up to me to go you know what it'd be great to go look at uh, whatever the, behind the scenes at uh, I don't know there's some place over at Pleasure Island that I thought was really cool so I was like hey let's go over there and so I made some calls and uh, it was basically what, whatever I wanted to do, I would just create something for the band to do and then, you know, get to go see behind the scenes of something. So, yeah. Anyway, that I had two really great summers at Disney and, uh, yeah, man, I'm a Disney nerd. So that so that just started the love of Disney at that point then? Like really well, solidified, I mean, it, solidified it, I should say? Have you been to the parks before growing I, up? Yeah, I'd been to the parks before as a kid. And, uh, you know, my, my parents actually knew a construction worker – uh, for Disney World uh, back, you know, when they were building Disney World and, and they got invited to come down for the opening and they declined, you know, oh, they're, oh, they're man. Like, eh, I don't know, it's not going to work out for us. So, um, uh, but yeah, we went several times when I was, when I was a kid and, uh, and so to, to actually work there, to have been there and sort of gotten the magic. But then, you know, I remember my first day working there and, you know, I came from a pretty good music school, and the, the people that were in the band were pretty good. You know, they they were all like kind of snobby musicians, and so. But I'm a huge Disney fan. I'm kind of having to hide that fact, and uh, because it, it was it was more cool to kind of dismiss Disney at that point right. than actually kind of love it. And so uh, we walk into the Utilidor from from like the employees lot, and I'm like. I'm tearing up. I'm like, I cannot believe I'm here. this is so cool. You know, but it's like I'm trying to hide my tears from everybody because I'm like, I'm, I'm just freaking that's, out. That's how I was when we got the Epcot gig. I was like, this is neat, cool. I'm, I'm interested in going to this. Are you guys okay with this thing? I'd like to do this. Yeah. 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 Awesome. yeah hold the excitement back just a little bit. Yeah. Be yeah. cool. I'll grow up. Yeah. <laughs> so I am intrigued and afraid about this mark that you left. <laughs> yes, I've, I've uh, yeah. Um, so the the story is that the band would uh, it was we were the pre-show, the All American College March Band was the pre-show for the Electric Light Parade, or whatever parade they had going on at the time, and uh, so we would march through the park, and we'd get down to Frontierland, you know, in front of the saloon there, and we would do some number, and the number whatever we'd spread out and kind of work the parade route and so it was, it was something like where the music broke down and we we're all getting everybody to clap or something and so as drummers we would spread out and as the summer progressed i would i would go further and further away from the band um and you know you had like eight counts to get back and get in formation to kind of march on out so as the summer progressed i i, I went further and further up until like you know the night of this happening i was probably like in liberty square like i was oh way, way the heck up there Oh, I, I didn't tell you. So my my uh, my role in the band was I was the uh, tenor drummer. So I had a uh, a rig on me that had like three or four drums, with a, a hi hat, uh, um, and several cowbells and a tambourine. And the the thing could fold up against my chest so that it wasn't so heavy. You know, kind of stuck out a little far. Um, so if I needed to kind of walk around, I could fold it up to my chest. So anyway, anyway, I'm I'm in Liberty Square and. I realized that I got only a few counts to get back and meet up with the band. And the only way I'm going to make it back to the band is if I just hightail it. I'm going to have to run. And so with this rig that I've got on, it's not conducive to running with. And so I fold it up and I just start sprinting, you know, to join up with the band. At some point, my, my knee caught the bottom of one of the drums and I tripped. I, I swear I was flying through the air for, for a good little while there. And then uh, I was like, I'm going to die. I'm definitely going to die here. And uh, I landed flat on the ground on top of these drums, and I skidded down Frontierland. Oh. 
you know, and I, I stopped and I thought, am I alive? Yes, I am. So I, I jumped up and made it all a big part of the show. Hey, he's okay, folks. <laughs> and uh, got back in line with the band and, and we marched off. And so uh, the next day I went out and uh, sure enough, there was a skid mark. There's this big oh skid mark tier land. Yeah. Um, that's funny. So, so that's how I left my mark. On yeah. <laughs> nice. And no pictures though? I, you know, I think there is a, you know, an analog picture somewhere, you know, but I have no idea where that thing is. <laughs> yeah, Mike and I checked for the the skid mark when we were down there this time, and uh, it's it's been painted over, unfortunately. You didn't start oh. shaking or anything like that when you got up there, did you? Yeah, I don't know, like, <laughs> PTSD or something, right? <laughs> yeah. So the reason we wanted to have you guys on was because you guys did a uh, a short trip to Walt Disney World as a guys' weekend, which is, I. I a dream of all of us to get together just for a weekend and do something. But it's a lot of fun when you can step away um, from your everyday life, away from your family and, and everything, and actually enjoy Disney World with uh, just a fellow Disney geek. So um, that's cool that you guys got to do that. That's uh, that's pretty neat. And that was only about two months ago. So what made you guys decide to want to do that? Well, uh, the scheduling worked out. We're both pretty busy with gigs and family and you know whatnot. But uh, I happen to have a couple of extra passes from my gig uh, in November at Epcot with Delta Ray. And, and so I was like, dude, you're going to be in Orlando for – you have a show down there. I can hop on a cheap flight. And we just – we I crossed my fingers because with my – well, you know, with, with the music industry, you never know what's going to pop right. up. And so I just like, all right, I bought a flight. It was a total roll of the dice if I can make it or not. But that the, I had two days free, so I flew down and – um, basically the, and I had a couple of passes, so the, we can give you kind of the play by play of the trip if you'd like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, we, we met each other in the airport and, uh, we, we, we had, uh, okay. yeah, we flew we, down separately, right? We flew yeah. down separately, yeah. met up at the airport and then we took an Uber to Port Orleans and we walked around Port Orleans for a little bit and then Beautiful hopped. choice. Yes. And then hopped on the boat and took the boat to Disney Springs, where we kind of walked around and met up with a, a, a friend, you know, another Disney friend nerd of mine. And we had dinner and kind of walked around a little bit. And then we took we take an Uber back to the hotel. Yeah, what did we do? Uh, yeah, we must have done. Yeah, yeah must so have we, done the Uber back. Disney yeah. Springs till like eleven or so at night, and then hotel. And, yeah, I'd never seen Disney Springs before, so that was that was kind of fun. I mean, I remember Pleasure Island and all of that stuff, so um, it was fun walking through Disney uh, Disney Springs and trying to sort of remember, like, oh wait, that's where the Adventurers Club was, and right. you know, that's where the comedy thing was. And, and I had never been to uh, Pleasure Island, so it was cool, like getting like, oh, here's what this was, and you know, yeah. it was a cool, cool history lesson for me. And then the next day, we just got up bright and early and headed straight to Magic Kingdom. And did that pretty hard. And, you know, the focus of the trip was kind of to look at the architectural elements and the uh, the stuff that you don't have time to look at when you're there with family. Right. With a, you know, with a group of people that aren't Disney nerds. So yeah. um, Transitions between the lands. We'd heard something about the uh, street lights. The, you know, we were going we to check out the, the gas lamps. Apparently they change. Uh, style as you move down Main Street, so we we were going to research that and uh, what was some of the other things like yeah just there's some street elements that I'd not heard about you know uh, you know sewer lines in Liberty Square yeah, yeah the, the sewer lines were so cool but yeah. again like the, the transitions between the lands were the most mesmerizing we got a great view at the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse we spent. I don't know an hour on that attraction, pretty much, <laughs> and, and just and didn't see a single person. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's somebody else <laughs> like, there. Like, why are you holding up the line? Like, hang on. <laughs> um, but we got great vantage point of the transition between Main Street and Adventureland, and getting to see the Crystal Palace and how right. the Crystal Palace. You, you're able to see that because it's in the style of a a British colonial like greenhouse that you could find in the jungle somewhere. Right. So that is in your line of sight. You can see that and just the foliage and the, it's just a great view of the transitions of the lands. And, you know, I kind of had a thought while we were in Swiss family or whatever, in the treehouse thing that, 
in the in the years past when I've done the treehouse, I um, it's this weird thing. You, you're in a line going through this thing, and you know uh, every other line that you've ever been in, you can't wait to get out of that line and onto the ride. Right. But that treehouse, the line is the ride. It, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we're all sort of uh, you know I realized. And it was, you know, I had my camera with me, so I was just taking a picture of everything because we, we had the time to do that. But I just kind of realized that the, uh, you know, we're, we're all we've all been conditioned to try to rush through, uh, rush through anything that has anything to do with waiting in line. Right. And, uh, right. and so that that treehouse kind of stands like I kind of called it like slow. You know, there's like slow food movement. So I was like, man, this is like slow, slow, the slow ride movement, the slow attraction <laughs> movement. Um, yeah. You know, just take your time and look at what's what's there and uh, imagine what the story could be you know mm -hmm. and and so the attraction is really meant to sort of take place in your head more so than being sort of fed to you yes. you know right yeah um, which is nice to hear because admittedly all of us have said at some point hey, the swiss family treehouse is pretty much pointless being there but but to hear it from that aspect and detail and stuff it makes you want to walk back through there and see it with a fresh like perspective on it where not it's just a boring <laughs> spot to walk through yeah I, i'm with you on that because i remember i used to think oh this is going to be such a great great walkthrough and every time i did it as a kid or as an adult it was like i'd, I'd finish it and be like wait i oh. i didn't i didn't see anything wait i, I forgot i <laughs> i was going to spend so much time there yeah but yeah so because I remember no, as a kid wanting to just live in there and not leave and just explore every little piece of right. of, of artifacts that were, were sitting out or to play with the water and have the water come running down or, or play the piano through there, lay on one of the beds. It, as a kid, you want to step into that world because it's just so fascinating. It's so different from what we're used to. I mean, because we all live in houses and, and for the most part, we all live in houses, you know, <laughs> and, and we have nice cozy beds with air conditioning, whereas you're out there right. and, and you're just getting a breeze. So I, I used to love that as a kid. And I'm just, I, I'm just, when I go through it now, I'm just rushing through it. Like you said, because it, it, it's a line and just, okay, up, go up to the top, come back down. No, oh, yeah, you, you got to go real slow yeah. on that one. You know, and I haven't seen the movie. Like, you know, I've watched the movie a couple times with my kids and that movie is just, I mean, they, you know, they they took the whole cast down to like I don't know someplace in you know in the Caribbean, and they created that whole that whole world. They were down there for like I don't know nine months, almost a year, and uh, filming that thing. And so, um, and it shows in the movie. And so, like walking through that treehouse, you're like, yeah, yeah wow, what totally. would that be like? It's right. so cool, you know. So after that, we you know we we spent a lot of time in Adventureland and uh, Liberty Square, um, looking at all the architecture but we did we did mansion after that well we looked at the tree because we'd heard this oh, thing yeah, the thing about the liberty tree the tree, so, yeah. the tree right. how it's the largest yeah. tree that's ever been moved yeah was, at the time at the time yeah um which i thought was a fascinating story how they i guess they found the tree on property somewhere and then they, there's a way that they oh yeah what they put like a stake or something a, a rod yeah, through, the, rod through the, the, the tree and so we were looking for uh the scars of where they had put the rod and so you know we spent a good 30 minutes looking at wow. this tree. <laughs> yeah. um you know one thing i thought was cool is that in liberty square every there every uh colony was represented there with the building so like every single colony that that was around during that time you can see the architecture style of that area in liberty square you just got to look for it yeah yeah you know what I also love about Liberty Square is there is no bathroom in Liberty Square. That's correct. I love it. Yeah. I, I love that aspect of but people are like, no, that's not true. There is a bathroom. I'm like, mm, nope. No, nope. there's not. There's no bathroom in Liberty Square. It's the bathroom is actually in Fantasyland. That's right. But you get through it through Columbia Harbor House, which is in yeah. Liberty Square. So And we Yeah. And that's, that's why the nice. ground is the way it is as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh wait. So you tell me the bathroom yeah. I used at Columbia Harbor House that was, was actually in Fantasy. Technically, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew there was a reason I had to use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> we, had lunch, we had lunch at the Harbor House, which is pretty great. Okay. Did you get a tuna fish sandwich with like the kids' meal? <laughs> <laughs> Did your sandwich have a smile on it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have to preface that by that's what Scott had um, <laughs> at the Harbor House when he went. Um, oh. Was the kids a tuna salad? Yes, sir. Uh, 
on the fishy fish shaped bread. So, yes, we just like to make fun of him about it. He still he still <laughs> cuts the crust off his bread when he gets a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Why yeah. make you do that part? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, it, Liberty Square is such a fascinating area. It's it's like it's just stuck between two places. But like you said, there's there is so much to see. And there is you can spend a lot of time there. Well, and a, another cool thing we did after we did Big Thunder, we went to Tom Sawyer Island, which I had never been to before. Which is a okay. hidden gem. Unbelievable! Oh my goodness, we yeah. spent we spent like an hour and a half there at least. We saw like a we saw a family over there eating a you know having a picnic. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's oh, like wow. of course, yeah. You know, I think the problem was is that every time I've been to Disney World, it's been in the summer, and summer in Orlando is miserable. And so the last thing you're going to want to do is sit out and have a picnic, you know. But we were there in March, and the weather was just per- it was like the best perfect day. Yeah. To be there, and and so it it made attractions like Tom Sawyer Island and Swiss Family, uh, the, the, the treehouse, a lot more. You know, it, it was it was more easier, uh, whatever, to to enjoy those because you're not dealing with the humidity and the fact that you're just miserable yeah. uh, with in the heat. You know, what did you guys think of the Muppet Show? It's in Liberty Square. We caught like the tail end of it. We, I think. Oh, did yeah. You? yeah we, I'd heard I, that the yeah the Muppets were going to be used somewhere you know in the Hall of Presidents or something, and so I think uh, the show's there right now because the Hall of Presidents closed right now. Right. Okay, for, I, I was for, thinking it was like a permanent for some reason permanent ad. Yeah, but I you know I, I didn't know how they were going to be used, and so as we were coming back from we were on our way to to some other ride, and we we kind of caught the tail end of it, and it was like oh that's, yeah, that's really cool. cool. Really cool. We were we were heading to the Mark Twain Riverboat at that point. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you can tell that they're they're actual puppeteers using the the Muppets. You know, I think the, mm-hmm. the show's recorded, but you know the they're not auto. You know, they're not animatronics. You know, um, so that's it's kind of neat. Yeah. So then we and we spent a lot of time in New Fantasyland. It was Dale's first time in New Fantasyland. We hit tons of attractions. We did the Small World queue, which was great. That was our first time seeing the new queue. Have you all seen that yet? Oh. The small world. Or I'm, sorry, sorry, pants, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. I have not seen. I have pants. not. That's actually what what started me. Um, I kind of stalked and y'all's trip was Dale posted a picture like up on Instagram, and I tried to figure out where that you guys were at. Yeah. Yeah. And it stumped me because I just fast pass it all the time, so I just missed the the whole entire um queue line, which is a shame, apparently, because yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's good to do it at least once. And, you know, that, that thing I posted, I'm just fascinated with these details that are put in places where you wouldn't necessarily notice it. Like that that picture I posted of, like, I don't know, it was like a dartboard or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's behind you when you enter the room. Like, you, there's no reason for you to even... There's there's no light on it. You know, there's it's not highlighted in any way. But it adds so much texture you know, you really feel like you're in a kid's room or, or whatever, you know, whatever they're trying yeah. to um, get you to feel like. But, you know, even as you turn around and you're, you're heading back towards it, your eyes are drawn towards something else in the room. So you would, you, you, you know, like they didn't need to put it there. Like it's not, no one's going to notice it, you know, but yeah. I just think it's really cool that somebody, you know, thought enough to do that, you know. Yeah, it's the small things that you like to see that that makes you come back and want to look for something else. Because that's how it used to be for like pirates in the haunted mansion for me for so many times. Because you never, every time you would go on it, you would see something new because you didn't have the ability to see it in that amount of yeah. time you'd have to get through the attraction. So right. when you have that in a queue, it adds so much more to that experience of that attraction. Yeah. And speaking of pirates, we did um we we did. Our Dumbo attraction was my first time doing Dumbo. Oh yeah, and it was Dumbo so, thing is so and, cool. and the and the Barnstormer, right? The Barnstormer. Nice. <laughs> I love the Barnstormer. <laughs> okay, yeah, inner child came out. Yeah, dude, we were so we went we went on the Barnstormer. Neither one of us had done it before, and it was during the fireworks show. Nice. And during fire, as you know, you just hit as many attractions as possible. Right. That's what you do. And so we're at the Barnstormer, and we, you know, we we hit this perfect. big this big hill, so and then yeah. just a big mega firework right in front of us in <laughs> those moments you couldn't have timed it any better you know and the, and the ride is so 
dinky that we're like, that was awesome. Okay, we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, during the ride. It's like my favorite is Dumbo during the fireworks because yeah. usually you have to get to stay on it two, three times. And you can right. see a lot more of the fireworks because nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be on it during that time. So it's so much fun. My kids love being on there when the fireworks go off. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, after Dumbo, it was extra magic hours, and pirates had been closed the whole day. Uh, and so I said, okay, look, it's technically closed, but we're gonna go to pirates. We're gonna I'm gonna beg and plead with the cast <laughs> member and say, look, it's my favorite ride. We've been here all day, and. So I had this kind of game plan as we're going, we're walking fast to pirates, and as I'm, I'm about to go to the cast member, she bends down to pick up something from the ground, and I just go. And we thought like, yeah. just, just go, 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 go. Timing was perfect. Because it, it had just opened like yeah. ten minutes prior to that. Yeah, there was the thing I was I was really fascinated with is that it seemed like there were a few attractions that had sort of changed, and pirates was one of those. Like the queue, I don't know if it was we went down a different alley or whatever, but it's, you know, the, some of the, the queue elements that I remember uh, didn't seem to be there. It seemed like the queue was shorter and uh, that we got to the ride quicker than than, uh, than normal. Like, there wasn't as, as many switchbacks. Because you went straight, um, probably. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. I, think they, I think they can kind of change, depending can, on the crowd side, they can kind of change. Yeah. The right side is fast pass, and if you go straight... That yeah, and it was after Magic Hour, so there was no fast pass. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 maybe so. Yeah, right. Um, you know, the other ride that we did was uh, where this happened was like Splash Mountain. And, and uh, you know, there's this, there's these signs for the laughing place. You know, you're on the ride and the laughing place is coming up. And uh, so I, what I remember when I first rode that ride is that you get to the um, you get to the top of this hill and you think, oh, my gosh, we're going to this is going to be a steep hill. And uh, it's kind of a you kind of go down and you come back up. There's no water. And then you're uh, and nothing happened. You just it was it was sort of like psych. You know they kind of psyched you out. Yeah. And th and then you're like that was the laughing place. And uh, and this time it was like there was a drop and we were back in water and it was like oh wait where the where the up and down go? Uh, but I've looked online and I've, I've tried to tried to find stories of people remembering it like that and uh, I must I just been I think it's in your mind. head. I think it's in your head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> Disney could do that to you. You can remember things that weren't necessarily there, or yeah. you just re misremember something. For yeah, right. you're like, I know that was different. I swear <laughs> that was there. I'm like, yeah. no, I they spent a hundred million dollars on that ride. They did not change it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to mess with you, they went the, and the <laughs> yeah, was they shut it person. down for like two months to change it all around. That's how much oh, they care. And I know we're going out of order here, but uh, the first ride we did was Astro Orbiter. And it was my first time doing it, and it was perfect. That's the best that you've got to open the park with that. Yeah, that is, yeah, you know, yeah. so good because uh, you get an overview, like you can see everything. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and it's you know, and it's a uh, the ride is actually more thrilling than you think it would be because as you yeah as you finish the ride, you as they're as they're bringing you back down, there's this G force thing you experience. It's just brilliant. Yeah, but. Uh, but you know the the thing that was great about it is you could just see over the entire park and kind of get a get a lay of the land, and I thought that was pretty neat. That's and, my favorite ride at night. I just love that one at oh, night. Yeah, yeah. Think, about think about it now. Think about that. Yeah. Um, and then we ended the, the end that day with we took the monorail to the Polynesian Resort, and we went into to Trader Sam's, but it was crazy packed. So we were able to get the same menu out on the patio. So we had dinner out there, dinner and drinks at um, the Polynesian. Yeah, it was weird because it, it wasn't immediately uh, obvious that there were there, that there was additional seating. Right. So, you know, we were at Trader Sam's and it was like, uh, I guess, man, we're out of luck. I don't know where else we're going to go. And then we kind of found out. Yeah, they're, yeah like, they're like, oh, you can have the same stuff out yeah, here. It was, like, it, was perfect. it was quiet. Yeah, it was so much better. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Outside, they've got the spiky pineapple, though, which you can't get inside. What? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the alcoholic Dole Whip, nectar of the gods. Uh, the the adult whip. Oh. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's at Universal. Right. <laughs> That's the weird one. <laughs> so, did you get to, to see inside at all at Trader Sam's? Did you did you glance inside? Or they didn't let you. Oh yeah, we walked inside. We tried to get a seat, but it was it was just. I mean, thirteen people fill up that room. Yeah. I think I walked in like when there was a. Is there something like a storm element where the yes. you know it's like, yeah? So I, I think it was, 
a storm was happening, and I think the cast yeah. members all like it was make a lot of noise. And it, 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 we, we had just we had just done twelve plus hours at Magic Kingdoms. So we we're like, let's find a quiet place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was sensory overload. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But dude, that I mean, it was a day I'll never forget, man. It was just, it was so much fun. Yeah, it was. It, it's so great that you know. I think Disney's meant to be experienced with. Uh, as I as I found out on uh, the one day that I went by myself, so it, I think Disney's experience you've got to experience with uh, with two two or more people, um, you know. So I, I returned on uh, Friday, you know, a couple days later by myself, and with the intention to explore uh, Animal Kingdom all by myself and really geek out on it. And I realized I I didn't have someone to geek out with it on, right? You know? Yeah. And so it just felt a little shallow, and I was like. Man, I gotta, you know, I I need Mike here to to to, to play uh, <laughs> right to yeah, do this. So, it yeah. is a, it is weird when you're there by yourself and you have nobody to to talk to, experience it with, or or go to the bathroom with it all too. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. But so, <laughs> yeah, I had I had to go the day after our one day. I had to fly back to Raleigh, and I had an extra pass, and I get and and I gave it to, to Dale, so he was able to have a day on his own. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. I, I, I learned a lot of things. You know, uh, first of all, you do not want to be a, a single male with a backpack and a camera and a ball cap. And a van. And a van. A bag full of candy and yeah. It's, it's not. You know, uh, you just don't want to be that guy. And and I didn't realize it till later that night that. Oh, dude, you you uh, because we weren't able to get on the 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 dwarf the seven dwarfs mine train thing. You know, Mike and I weren't able to get on that ride. I, I thought, you know, I've got all day. I'm gonna just go stand in line and ride this damn thing, you know. And uh, that was great, you know. And then I went to Epcot and rode Frozen, and it hit hit me later. It was like, dude, seriously, like you went out on all the kitty rides? It's, it's sing and let it go, like by himself in the boat. Yeah, did you sing? Uh, <laughs> You know, you know I, I, the thing, you know, I, I heard about the Frozen ride, and I, I, that song annoys me to no end. And uh, somehow that that ride works. Like, oh. it didn't annoy me. I, I thought, this is a brilliant ride. I love this ride. It's great. Um, must be a, a like North Carolina thing and not enjoying Frozen. Because um, I know that <laughs> it's the same with Matt. He's not a Frozen yeah. fan either. Yeah, but, I mean, Alan didn't mind it. But, you know, Alan yeah, was his true. own character. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, after you've heard that song a gazillion times, it's, uh, I mean, you know, the movie, I, I thought it's, you know, I think it's great. It's just, you, you, you just get sick of that song, you know, yeah. um, at some point. So it's just overkill. Yeah, at some point, um, you just got to let it go, right? Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> but I'm... Yeah, I walked, I walked into the house today. And I walk in, and no lie, Let It Go is going on. My, my daughter's watching Frozen. And you just hear Let It Go. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, is Olaf coming up yet? Because I like the Olaf scene. Yeah. He takes well, a break know, and, and throws it through the TV. And, <laughs> and you know, Olaf's fairly annoying, uh, I, I think. And, you know, so in that ride, he he did not, he didn't, he didn't annoy me. Like, it was just the it was right amount. Ride. It was a really good ride. Cool. That's good. Uh, and then too, how they're doing the animatronics now is I just I, I was really fascinated with with how they're doing that. I don't know if it's like projection. Um, yeah, it's all projection. It's part okay, of the face yeah. is projection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the mind train where it's like mm. animatronics and projection combo. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, which I just think I'm not sure how I feel. About how they that. sync that up is God, it's so brilliant because the face is moving, so the the projector's got to be moving. Right. Uh, you know, so yeah, but I I like it because the animatronics feel a lot more expressive, a lot more natural, yeah. and less, just, less robotic, right? Yeah, I'm just waiting for the nightmare fuel that whenever someone goes through and catches on video where the face is like gone, so it's just yeah, <laughs> the the character moving around with no face. I'm, I'm I've just seen that with that I've seen that with Buzz Lightyear. Ah, oh. on um, the Buzz Lightyear on um, Space Ranger spins. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've seen that happen. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh! And that's when they close it off right away. They put the the screen up because yeah. <laughs> that is disturbing. I did see too. I stalked your trip on Instagram, like I said, but you did um, have a fun uh, little back and forth with Joe Rody. 
Oh man! Oh my God! That was like uh, I've been following him for a while, and I, I love his posts. And it's almost like getting an education and you know art history and stuff is his stuff. And so I I, I made a call out to him because in, in the Everest ride, I'd, I'd never been on that ride before. And uh, so when I got to the park, you know uh, that day, I this is the first thing I went to, rode it, got on pretty quick, and then. It didn't have to go through the line, I like single rider line. So I got on super quick and rode it. I was like, God, this is amazing. What a great ride. And then I was like, I got to ride it again. But this time I got to go through the queue. And, uh, you know, again, it was sort of like in the, the Peter Pan thing. Um, there was this detail that I found. And I'm like, someone had to actually put that there intentionally. And on top of that, you know, it was sort of a random sticker, uh, a decal that looks like you know, there's probably thousands of these things, but they had to create that decal. Somebody had to do that. And uh, furthermore, the decal wasn't even put in a, it wasn't even put right side up. Um, so, so I, I read, and it was like, I don't know, it was like three feet above my head. So it's not where anybody would ever see it. And it's behind you. And, you know, as you're walking out to get on the, on the ride. So you've already, st you've been through the entire queue. It's the last thing right before you go outside. Side, and it's behind you three feet above your head so i took a picture of it and i posted it on instagram and said man thank you joe road and everybody who designed this thing this is amazing and the you know whatever the attention to detail etc and uh yeah he he responded and then i responded back to him and then he he responded again so i was like <laughs> you know that's the closest thing to like talking to walt disney I yeah think. You know, right that's yeah. what i felt it's like if Walt Disney had an Instagram account, that's you know, <laughs> that's what it would have felt. Did um, you take a screenshot of it so you can remember it forever? I do. It's, <laughs> of course. Yeah, if you got a, yeah, I, I sent you a link to those photos, right? So it's yes. it's, it's very deep. Uh, yeah, if you, uh, it's a uh, yeah. If you just scroll through the photos, you'll see the the screenshot. I need to try and find that sticker too when I'm down there. I just want to see where it's at because admittedly I don't take the time to look for stuff like that. And I always like, I feel bad afterwards that I don't, but it's just that, like you said earlier, just that whole get the mentality of just get through this and ride the ride. And did you need that extra time to like slow down and look around? Yeah. I, I mean, I really think I was thinking about that today that I, I think the whole Disney aesthetic is that it, you're meant to, go through those parks slowly and soak up, you know, all the details, you know, and it's, but none of us have the time to do that because we've spent a lot of money to go to the park. We got our kids, you know, we're there to see certain yeah. kind of rides. So, I mean, and, I, and again, too, the, the fact that I was there by myself, there was no one to distract me. I was kind of in my own mm -hmm. world looking at all these details and it, admittedly, you know, people were, we're staring at me because I'm taking photos of just random things. Because uh, you know, I was I was collecting photos. Like that's exciting to me. Like to find a really good perspective on something or find something that's not been seen before. And I'm geeking out. Like I'm having so much fun. But you know, that's I think it's rare. <laughs> like we go we go to those parks that ride the rides, not see. Uh, see the details. You right? See some stickers on the ceiling. See a stupid <laughs> sticker. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Right. But also, when you're walking around and going, "Damn, Dale, that was a great picture I just took." People are going to think you're a little odd. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're a single guy with a hat with a camera yeah. <laughs> on the frozen ride. It's you're going to so get bad. some funny looks. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, well, I mean, even I see people walking around talking to their phones, vlogging or whatever they're doing. It just doesn't look natural, you know. So, yeah. so I can understand that. Yeah, like had I been blogging the thing or had like some sort of selfie cam, like that would have that would have been okay. Yeah, right. um, the fact that I didn't have There's any some guy with a beard taking some pictures. guy with a beard taking pictures. <laughs> like, eh, dude. Yeah, but yeah, he's you a know, spy for Universal or something. He's just trying to, yeah, <laughs> trying to sneak yeah. around. But on that day, you should tell him that you did the four. The four oh yeah, thing. so that you know, so the idea was originally I'd never had it had enough time. The last time I went to uh, Animal Kingdom was with my family and my kids were like, you know, two and, you know, like newborn or whatever. So we, it was hot and miserable and we just didn't have time to do really do anything. So I thought, man, I'm going to, I'm going to use this pass and I'm going to just, you know, uh, see everything in animal kingdom that I missed. And, uh, and so, you know, after riding Everest, I was like, well, 
I don't have anybody to geek out with here, so what am I going to do? What sounds fun? It's like, oh yeah, I didn't see the Mind Train. Well, why don't you go to the Magic Kingdom? Let's, let's do that. Let's do Mind Train. Um, so, uh, so then I decided, you know, I'm going to hit every park. I'm going to do everything all in one day. Can you do that? <laughs> and uh, so I went and caught a bus. The, the one, one takeaway is bringing a book. So that waiting for the bus was like, it was. It took like an hour. It, it felt like an hour. Wow. So, but I had a book. So I was sitting there while families are melting down, and kids are like freaking out. <laughs> sitting there just having, you know, I put in my earplugs and just read my book, and I was having a great time. I'm just, you know, just hanging out. This is great. And uh, adds to the creepy factor of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Don't mind me. I can't win. Yeah. Yeah. Was this some kind of trashy love novel too? No, 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 no it, was, it was like uh, philosophy, right? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so I, yeah, grab a bus, get to the Magic Kingdom, make a beeline to, uh, I got to stop for some popcorn. I, man, I had this weird popcorn experience. I don't know if they're like training a new worker, but man, it was weird. Uh, <laughs> really weird. Like, I was like, I can't believe this is happening. But anyway, I got my popcorn, <laughs> ride the ride. Um, oh yeah, I, sh I should tell you about my hack. Uh you got time for the hack? I can show you. Um, so as I'm on the ride, um, I forgot to use the bathroom before getting on the ride. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a family show. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. So the thing was, uh, I thought it's like a 70-minute wait. I'll be fine. This is for the mine train. Right? The mine train. Yeah. So I'm hitting the mine train. I'm like, oh, yeah, you should hit the bathroom. No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. So um, I get into the innards of the mine train queue, and oh, my gosh, I'm I'm really need to, to go to the bathroom and so i get up to the to the front of the thing and i'm just man i don't think i can make it and uh i tell the woman she's like how many how many in your party and i'm like i'm sorry i i, I really got to use the bathroom is there a bathroom here and she's like no you know here i'll give you a little fast pass a paper fast pass go use the bathroom and then and you can come back and ride the ride and uh and so she's like my friend joe over there you know wave at him you know okay yeah he, he'll take care of you and so I get out there, past her, and then I realize, wait, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready to ride the ride. I mean, it's like, there's no more queue after that. Right. And so I'm like, screw it, I'm going to ride the ride. So <laughs> I, I rode the ride, and, you know, I, I had a hard time enjoying it because I thought, man, I'm going to, you know, whatever, um, <laughs> use the bathroom on the ride. That's going to really be creepy. Um, so, uh, so I get off the ride, and I run to the, the bathroom. And then, you know, after that, I'm like, wait, I've got this fast pass. Brilliant. So I, uh, um, so I go and I ride the ride again. So I got two rides. So uh, that's the trick. Is so you just tell people, yeah. you just, oh, yeah. I'm going to pee my pants. I'm going to pee my pants. Can I get, you know, can, can you help me? And then hopefully they'll give you a fast pass. Yeah. Uh, I guess it is a bit of a gamble because if they go, sorry, you're out of luck. Yeah. The bath there, yeah. you know, then you, you know, wasted a good part of your day. But uh, I was waiting for the popcorn bucket to have another function. Right, exactly. Of course. <laughs> yeah. That was a good setup, wasn't it? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so after doing that, then I, I headed off to Epcot. I took the monorail to Epcot, uh, rode uh, Spaceship Earth, did Frozen, tried to find a good beer in Germany, not possible. Went to England, got a good beer, ate some food, rode to, uh, took the boat. Over to the studios, saw the Star Wars Spectacular, uh, closed the park down, took a bus over to Disney Springs, and went to Jock Lindsay's bar, you know, found the hidden uh, Indiana Jones jacket, and uh, and closed out my night with a, you know, with a gelato, and a <laughs> and, uh, and that was it. Yeah, I, I kind of hit every park, every mode of transportation, um, all in one day. It's terrific. It's yeah, awesome. It's a lot of fun. What did you think of the Star Wars show? That was pretty amazing. The yeah. uh, the lasers, you know, while they're doing the the Tie Fighter battle and the lasers are coming out of the the screen, you know, that was that was really cool. I I got to see it because I'm I'm hoping I get to do it on my trip in a couple weeks. I'm hoping my son will want to go see it because we're it's we're torn between doing that and Fantasmic, and I, since I haven't seen the Star Wars one, I do want to see that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd heard that. You should pass on Fantasmic and see the Star Wars thing. Yeah. Uh, and that you can get a better spot. If you try to see them both, you're going to lose out. So you want to try to get in the... Just, there's a there's these two light towers. There's like a middle spot in between the two light towers and the Chinese theater 
that you want to get just because then the sound is better and the lasers are kind of going over your head and uh, whatnot. So, um, I mean, I got there, I thought I got there pretty late to get a good spot, but I still ended up, you know, right in the sweet spot. But again, that's, you know, it's way easier to do that as a single person. As a single guy, person, right. Right. Yeah, as opposed to family, and you got strollers and junk yeah. and all that. So, and after you've done four parks, you stink really bad. Yeah, so people are gonna <laughs> everybody moves out of your way. way. <laughs> uh, you got the camera, yeah. the backpack, yeah. the beard. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's the trip. Awesome. <laughs> you guys, the, did you know, oh, that was, it, yeah. The the, the the great thing about the Jock Lindsay's bar, you know, I miss the Adventures Club so much. That that, that place is so cool. So much. Yeah. And so Jack Lindsay's is like as close as you can get, I guess. And so I kept, I thought I'll go there. Maybe they've got some elements that are really cool. And there's like an ice machine that does something. I couldn't quite figure out what, what its deal was. It's like on a 30 minute cycle. So if you don't, if you don't catch it first time around, you're not going to see it. Right. Um, but uh, coming out of the bathroom though, there's this, there's this like cabinet on the wall and you would never stop there because it's right next to the bathrooms. But what did I do? I stopped there and I looked at it, and uh, and it's it's you know it's cabinet says lost and found, and so there's a bunch of stuff in there, but there's this leather coat in there, and it's it's totally Indiana Jones's jacket, oh, nice. um, but there's no label on it. You wouldn't know it unless you were a big fan of the movie and whatever. And so so cool. It's just so cool that you know they they have this little shout out, but they're not they're not really drawing your attention to it. You know, I just love it. Yeah. Love stuff like that. Yeah, that's the whole idea of Jacques Lindsay's was you're supposed to be just things are supposed to be a little bit more hidden. Like all the all the things that Indy has found through the years are supposed to be hidden throughout the the restaurant there, the bar there. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well before we wrap this up, Mike, you've done this. Dale as the newbie to the show, we do our tiki lightning round. It's gonna be five questions. Are you ready? I don't know. Hey, I didn't I didn't, didn't prep him on this one. Oh goodness. Like Mike, Mike, don't oh, go it's anywhere. It's like math in American history. Oh, crap. <laughs> All right, Dale. Favorite Disney snack? Favorite Disney what? Snack. Snack. Oh, oh it's the uh, the ice. Oh, oh, crap. Darn. It's either the, the ice cream Mickey or uh, the popcorn. You're, dude, you, yeah, you're popcorn, man. You gotta go popcorn. Ah, oh, God. Do I have to choose it? Can I do two? No. No. <laughs> no. You can't be like Sean. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'll yeah. go with the popcorn. It's, it's popcorn. Popcorn. Favorite attraction? Uh, Everest. Best, nice. Best, wow. Best attraction nice. ever, bar none. Whoa. Uh, yeah, I I will spend, I, I'll, I'll spend the rest of my life this looking is news for something to, to top Everest. This I think is it news is, to me. We're going to talk after the yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> no. A little pirate versus Everest talk. Yeah. Now, oh. now I, I, I have not been to Universal and seen Harry Potter. All that stuff. So I don't know what you know, but as far as what I've seen, ever awesome. hands down. Yeah, yeah. Man. Favorite Disney yeah. character? Well, you know, I I the, one, during one of the summers that I was at Disney, I got to be a Disney character. They they dressed us up in the the outfits, and I got to be a, a meet and greet character. And my char- character was Foul Fellow, and, and you have no idea who that character is because <laughs> nobody does. But. Uh, so I will say foul fellow, and you can do your uh, internet research and find out who this guy is because it's That's awesome. It's like the worst character. Like I can't even believe they have that character. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy that tricks the kids into. Yeah, I, like, uh, I know who he is. Yeah, I, it was just popping into my head. He's yeah. pure evil. Yeah. Seriously. You you have him like go out and <laughs> shake hands and sign autographs. <laughs> well, that yeah. says something about you. Yeah. Favorite Disney movie. Oh man! Da, 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 da. Man, I'd I'd say, uh, oh, dude, what was the one with uh, Sean Connery and uh, the little people? It was like these Darby leprechauns. O'Gill. Darby O'Gill. Yeah. What? Oh yeah. Dude, that's a deep cut, dude. I know. <laughs> have, you, have you seen that thing? I, I used those to are, love that. Those are, I... those are like not digital effects, man. They did that all in camera, and it. It like it caused a power outage in L.A. when they were filming that thing, because it used so much light. So yeah, I mean yeah, What's it's uh, Dar- it was it Dar- Darby O'Gill, O'Gill and the little Darby people. O'Gill and the little people. The first yeah, time I, I saw that, the, the banshee like I didn't sleep for like three days after <laughs> seeing the banshee in that thing. 
That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's not like, uh, you know, there's like this, uh, when, you know, when Walt Disney was like doing, uh, you know, Wide World of Disney or whatever it was, he, he has a conversation with one of the little people on TV, you know, and they're, they're real people. They're just, you know, three inches tall. And it's, it's amazing how they were able to do all that in camera, you know. So because of that, I'd have to give That's it to wild. Derby O'Gill. Yeah. Yeah, I got to YouTube this. Favorite <laughs> Disney park memory? I would have to, I'd have to say it was leaving my mark. On Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Sliding down Frontierland on a, on a bunch of drums. That was yeah. pretty amazing. And the fact that I didn't die doing that, that was great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Mike, they always say lightning doesn't strike twice, but here it does. Yeah. <laughs> Five questions for you. Number one, your favorite sit-down restaurant. Is this for Mike or for me? For Mike. Oh, oh, oh my favorite sit-down restaurant, California Grill. Hands down. Oh. The top of the uh, contemporary. Oh, yeah. My wife and I went there, and we had uh, we were there. We got seated, and then the fireworks show started. We went out of the wing oh, nice. of the restaurant, and saw, and they piped in the music, and it was synced up perfectly. Right. Not a dry eye. It was amazing. Yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. Favorite attraction to ride at night? Splash. Nope. 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 Big Thunder. I'm sorry. Big Thunder. <laughs> Big Thunder. <laughs> Can't be that one at night. Favorite Disney villain? Dale dress up doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll dress up in general. Um, I'll go Captain Hook. Favorite Disney Pixar movie? Toy Story. And last one, favorite park memory as a child? Um, going on Big Thunder for the first time with my dad. And we, you know, the ride started. And it started with a nice little little curve. And I told him, I was like, okay, I'm ready to get off now. And he said, he, he said, well, we, we can't get off. The ride's going. We can't get off now. And, and his story is I gave him a look of absolute terror and concern. And I, I looked at him worried and then I looked straight ahead and was just terrified. And then the ride, did the ride. We loved it. I, we did the ride, I think, seven times that day. Wow. So definitely that would be my favorite memory. Seven times. Yeah, it was intense. Awesome. It was an empty day. Okay. We just, <laughs> it was great. And we did Pirates at least seven times. Oh, my gosh. We did it a bunch. Yeah. And thanks so much, guys. This yeah. Was fun. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show this week. But before you go, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and what you're, um, you guys are up to, what you want to plug? Yeah, uh, the most recent thing I've got going on is I was part, uh, um, you know, for several years I've been playing as part of a uh, – a group of musicians that uh, reproduced the the music of Big Star Third. Uh, Big Star is a band from the '70s, and they had an iconic record called Third uh, with strings, etc. And so, uh, for about the last five years, I've been uh, joining up with several people. We play the music of Big Star, um, and so about a year ago, we we filmed it, and uh, and so now that's being released on DVD and CD, and it's coming out April 21st. And uh, we're doing a premiere of it here in Durham at the Carolina Theater. Uh, and then it'll be, I think he showed it South by Southwest and a few other festivals. Uh, but it'll either show up in theaters or be available uh, as a DVD-CD combo. But uh, it includes, uh, it's, it's really great. It's got, you know, uh, members of Big Star. It's, they've got guys from Wilco, from Yola Tango, a bunch of North Carolina artists. Uh, and the Posies, I think, are in it. Yeah. So it's a really great concert DVD celebrating the music of Big Star. And your Instagram, you want to like share your... Oh, yeah, Twitter. my Instagram account is Dale Baker Drummer. And you can stalk me uh, via my website, www.dalebakerdrummer.com and durhamdrumlessons.com. And uh, re yeah, reach out. Love to hear from you. And uh, so this is Mike. Uh, Del Ray has a new EP that just came out and... We are uh, in the middle of a big radio campaign right now. So hopefully you'll be hearing our new single, A Long and Happy Life, on a radio station near you. We're at www.deltaray.com, and we are on tour starting in the middle of May. And hopefully we're coming to a town near you. And you can find me personally at uh, Twitter and Facebook. All that stuff is Mike McKee Drummer. I'm sorry, Mike McKee Drums. Mike McKee Drums. And uh, again, the new Deltaray EP is out now. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. That was fun. Yeah, man, that was a lot of fun. 
That's going to do it for this week. First, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your Disney Resort. For more information, please visit KingdomStrollers.com. Check out Mickey Monthly to have magic from the parks delivered straight to your door. Visit MickeyMonthly.com for more information. Also, head over to MyFantasyBands.com where you can get customized magic band covers for your next Walt Disney World vacation. You can use the code EnchantedTikiTalk20 to save 20% off your custom order from MyFantasyBands.com. Be sure to let us know what you thought about the show. Head over to EnchantedTikiTalk.com or Facebook.com slash EnchantedTikiTalk to leave a comment about the show. You may email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com and leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Check out our store at RedBubble.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. You can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream. MouseWorldsVacations.com and MousePros.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Dolwhip Daily. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Campbell or on Instagram at Scotty Boy. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at mholly five seven nine for our special guest Dale and Mike. Thanks so much for listening, Alan. It's all you, buddy. Thanks for listening this week for Sean and Keith and Matt. I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Yeah, so how did you guys end up meeting? Did you... um was it just by happenstance or did yeah, it was like just... adultfriendfinder.com is how drummerdate.com or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I reached out to Dale like when I found out that you were in town, just like the dude in town, I was like, dude, I gotta pick your brain and talk industry, music industry stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we just been hanging out talking drums for a long time. And I think maybe like three years into hanging out. Something came up about Disney talk. Yeah, you know, the whole thing with Disney is that so I moved here from uh, Nashville, and uh, you know I've, I've loved Disney my whole life, but it was sort of like not cool to be into it when I was in college, <laughs> and uh, and especially to work there two summers like that was like the worst job you should have taken as a musician from my school, and uh, so then I moved to North Carolina, and I run into. Uh, a friend of ours, uh, Jeff Crawford, who's a musician and really well connected. And, you know, he's a hipster and he's in the indie scene and all that. And he's like totally upfront about his love of Disney. And I'm like, wait a second. It's, it's, it's okay to like that. <laughs> you can come out of the closet. Yeah. So to speak. You know? And I was like, this is great. So, uh, you know, I think it was in the midst of having that sort of out of closet, you know, experience that, Mike shows up and, and uh, you know, like, oh, you like Disney too? Oh, my God, this is great. And uh, you start seeing out, what, now what level are we talking about? Like, do you like the movies? Are you like, oh, you like yeah, the theme parks, yeah. huh? Okay, what, how deep do you want to go on this? Right. And, you know, I mean, a part of it too is like the, the Progress City podcast that Mike and Jeff were doing, they, they got into some pretty, pretty, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it was it's insightful. Yeah, like pretty down the rabbit hole type stuff, yeah. you know, like Obscure. these random sort of academic books about, you know, how they acquired the land of, of Disney World and stuff. And and so I remember, you know, listening to that and making notes and going, I got to find that book. You know, that sounds really interesting. Um, and uh, and then yeah, just yeah, it's just nice to be able to to come clean and be like, yeah, dude, I'm a, <laughs> I'm into it. I've been into Disney. <laughs> <laughs> the the idea of Walt, you know, is is pretty pretty amazing. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've really cherished Mike's and mine's friendship. It's been great hanging out. And then the Disney trip was just it just it was great. Like we, I, we've I had been talking to, about doing it for years. We've been talking about it. And then I've got some friends that they were doing a a, a conference down in Orlando, and they normally do it as just a couple. You know, they, there's a husband-wife singing duo, and I was like, guys, can I just? I, I know you're going down there, but can you just tag me on there? And we'd love to have you, Dale, but we we just don't have a budget. I don't know. We'll we we'll have to figure it out. And so, as it turned out, they ended up getting a budget, and they hired a band, and they hired me. And so I told Mike, I was like, hey man, I'm heading to Orlando. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some. You know, I was planning on doing Disney stuff anyway. And then and then he springs this on me and says, hey, I got I got two tickets. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, 
it was so great that it that it all worked out. Uh, hopefully, we can make it like an annual. We should make oh, it like yeah. an annual thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you should. Um, yeah. Cool. Have you guys seen the Jamiters in Epcot? Oh my God! Yeah, it's it's been years, but I remember seeing them years ago. Can't you guys fill in for them like one day? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> oh. Just walk up, take the sticks from them, and just rock it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Especially Mike, if you're going to be there, it's easy. You just go up, you just run down there, yeah. steal it, and they already have a trash can in their bag. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, there's no liability there. <laughs> they're, pretty, they're pretty lax on the rules at Walt Disney World. <laughs> Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And Mickey Monthly, where you can get the park sent directly to you. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando. Or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.